Mood.tv Hey everybody, can you feel it? Can you smell it? I can smell it. I hope you can all smell it. This smells like our 200th episode. And to celebrate, we have with us tonight, who has been a guest before, and we're happy to have him back. We have Tom Feck of Tobacco and Black Moth Super Rainbow. And on top of that, in between these two episodes, he's releasing an album. So welcome, Tom. Thank you for coming back. We love having you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We couldn't be couldn't be more excited. And <laughs> and we other than that, we have we have the normal we have the normal contingent. We got the Greg man. The normal the normal guys. They're just okay. Yeah, he's a normal okay guy. <laughs> I'm just a normal okay kind of guy. And we got another normal okay guy. We got the EJ five thousand. I'm known as the guy who doesn't get invited to go on podcasts from our guests, but Anthony does. That's me. I'm the other guy. Yeah, and I'm your fabulous host who does get invited. You know, we're all here together is the important part. The fact that we are all here to celebrate. I mean, it's 200 episodes. That is kind of crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's kind of nutty. I don't think it's normal. I mean, I feel like most podcasts don't make it this far. I agree. So welcome, Tom. Thank you for coming back. And um, we should want to dive right in. Should we just get right in there? Let's go. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's do this thing. All right. Here's the question for this, the very first 200th episode of Let Me Ask You a Question is as follows. What is something that you were all in on when you were younger? Something that you really adopted, whether it be a fashion or some kind of uh, musical taste or some, I mean, it could be anything really that in retrospect now heartily embarrasses you. So you guys know. You guys know how I kind of am like a cartoon character where I dress exactly the same every time you see me, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, whatever do you mean, V-necks? <laughs> I think like, I don't know, maybe like, uh, I wasn't a kid. I was an adult uh, in my 30s. This is like maybe like six years ago. I got really into kind of like European shorts. Oh, yes. Like real like assy kind of shorts. <laughs> like shorts. Uh <laughs> Forget the brand, but <laughs> assy as in like accentuating assy, accentuating, yeah. Okay, okay. And I, I really thought they were going to be like a thing. Oh, <laughs> not that I thought everyone was going to be wearing them. I just thought it was going to be my thing. I thought it was going to work. Oh, I see. And I spent so much money on these shorts, <laughs> all just, these imported Euro- European assy shorts. Then you know, one day just came where I was like, "This is." <laughs> The worst idea. <laughs> how many? How many? Do how you many have? pairs do I have? Yes, I don't know. Maybe eight. Oh yeah. Oh, that's all in. Are they shorter too? Like I, I I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time. I, I, I get the assy part, but like, what's? They're up on the thigh. It's not they, that they like push your ass out, but if you if you are a male who has a little bit of curve, it kind of like it shows it off. <laughs> you know. I guess my question, this is, I, mean, I love this, but I wonder the process, like, I like the idea of you staying up late thinking about it, you know, like, what was the process? How long was the process of seeing somebody in the shorts to you going, this is something I could adopt? And where did you first see them? When was, when was like, you, where was the, the mannequin? Oh yeah. Was it on a human or a mannequin? And or the ad, where were you like, that's me. That's the next Tom look. That's the problem is I didn't think about it. Oh, it was immediate. It was just like, it was like, it was like a snap judgment. Oh. But it was conscious though. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It wasn't like you got a pair and then you're like, I really like these. They look good on me. They feel good. I'm going to get seven more. It was like, I'm going to do this. 
No, I think yeah, I think I just I think I just saw them uh, maybe online, maybe in, maybe an ad something, and I like went down this uh, this rabbit hole <laughs> looking for. So it was a bit of an impulse. So you're like that man. He's got a, he's got a little bit of curves. I like the way those shorts are accentuating his ass. I want to get some for me. Yeah, I like that. I love that thought. Like I would love to look at a man's ass and say, you know what, what his ass is doing, I think my ass could do. And then. Well, I just, I felt- <laughs> I felt I felt underrepresented. I think at the time, as a curvy man, like good ass guys. Well, I, I mean, I'm not like I think I, I think there is a little bit there. So like, I thought, <laughs> I just thought it it made sense, and I thought maybe like, I thought I thought it would fit with the and and I would think I, I was also doing uh, really high socks with it. Oh, fantastic! Mm, mm-hmm. You know, to really like drive it home. Yeah, I think the next question though that would be. Did it work for any period of time or was it like an immediate, nope? I went with it for like a year. Oh, it's a good amount of time. Yeah. I, one of the biggest shows I've ever played was with the Flaming Lips summer of 2013. And I, I wore those shorts and then I had a bunch of my friends, contingent of guys show up and they all wore uh, the Black Moth masks that we had at the time. They all had the same little shorts, <laughs> same stupid V-neck. <laughs> Apex 20 a little bit, but more of like a booty crew. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But uh, I don't know. It just, it just, nothing, like nothing happened in particular to wake me up to how stupid it was. Okay. It was yeah. just one day, like, this is a bad idea. And I had, I had so many, and some of them even had the tags on still. Oh, they were so fresh. Oh, yeah. I, like, I was wondering if you had played a show and then for the first time there was this swarm of people lining up for autographs, all wearing the shorts, and you saw somebody. And how it looked on them, and you said, "Oh no, I can't. I don't know that I. This is for me anymore." <laughs> <laughs> I was. I think. I think maybe I thought people would start wearing them. Uh, yeah. Like it. Like oh, you. You were longing. <laughs> you were longing to swing open the door. <laughs> Have you ever tried any other? Wait. I, okay. Because that one didn't pan out. Is there ever been another time where you like? All right. I'm going to at some point set some kind of a fashion trend and try something else a little outside of the box again. Or is it is it like a conscious, which is something you would enjoy doing at some point? Do you want a tobacco line of clothing, a Tom line? That would be. I think that'd be great. It would be so but fun. I but I don't. I don't know what that is. Uh, okay. All right. I mean, I think. I think like the V-necks have become synonymous with me at this point. Yep. And so I'll wear like, you know, when I'm feeling a little moody, I wear a black one. But when I'm feeling more, you know, like innocent, I wear a white one. Like tonight. There you go. There it is. Channeling the innocence. It's purity. Wrong. I was going to say the wrong, probably the wrong show for the innocence one. (laughs) Well, it'll be black by the end. There's time. There's time. <laughs> I mean, I love. Oh, I could man. talk about this all night, but I'm wondering, any of you boys? <laughs> well, do you I have- do have a clothing sort of related yeah. one, so I might as well throw it out. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with a magical band, uh, 1988, 1989, known as Crisscross. Oh, sure, of course. They'll make you want to jump, jump if you're not familiar. <laughs> they were a huge band. Young boys who were great <laughs> rappers, and at the age of uh, six or seven, five or six, I was. They were probably ten at twelve at the time. Uh, <laughs> one of their their visual shticks was they wore their clothes backwards. <laughs> yeah. So I remember when my parents they were part of Columbia House, which was a thing where you could get like a hundred CDs for a penny, but then you had to buy seven or whatever throughout the year. So we would get a lot of CDs. Yeah, it was a big to do. 
I remember. And the first two CDs I got, I think one of them, actually these CDs I might have got at, at like Kmart or whatever. That was also a store for the for the millennials. Uh, I got Dinosaurs, the, the the music to Dinosaurs, the show. That was my first CD. And I got Criss Cross is all crossed out. <laughs> and uh, me and the neighbors, there was brothers, a, a boy my age, Brian and Matt, who was two years younger. We one day, we, we like wanted to put on a show for our parents. And so I put on all this, I had this like, I don't even know where I got this or why I had this. I could probably thank my mom for it. Like leopard print everything, but it was like <laughs> rainbow leopard print. And I even had like a, la- a rainbow print vest, a rainbow leopard print vest. So I put all that shit on backwards and we set up my keyboard and a bunch of stuff. And we put on a quote unquote show for my mom and his mom, uh, just basically singing the crisscross songs, uh, which I, I mean... Pretty fly, yeah. but kind of embarrassing in hindsight, but in that in that precious way. Well, yeah, but only in a precious way. Like, what's stopping you from doing that now? I would do that. If, if you ever said, hey, Anthony, mom's a little low. What do you say we dress up as crisscross and rainbow outfits and put on a show for her? I'd be there with bells on. I would do it now, too. But, I mean, I'm not easily embarrassable. So, like, that's something that I would, quote, unquote, consider embarrassing and not even the uh, rainbow leopard print, which again I think is fly. I just think it's the backwards clothes that doesn't really make sense. Like, why would you wear your clothes backwards? That's the embarrassing part. One more thing before we go on to the backwards clothes, because I like I-, I like that. But I'm wondering, what was there a time in your life when you realized you had nothing left to be embarrassed about? It was pretty young, man. It's pretty fucking young. Did it occur? Yeah, did it occur to you all at once? I mean, Anthony, you and me have been friends a long time. I think we knew who we were pretty young, man. Yeah, yeah. I th- no, I think you're right. But I'm just wondering, is it an active thought you had that I got nothing left to lose? I'm not going to be embarrassed about anything because I feel really similarly. But I'm wondering, like, was there a time? Yeah, I mean, we weren't ever like the cool kids, but we were. I think we were cool because we didn't care, but also because we 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 couldn't care. Yeah. And also, I mean, I and and even Greg and man, I think that like I think and I'm I'm going to throw this out there. I could be wrong. I think we had really cool dads who didn't give a shit. Yeah. And I think that was like sure. we had really strong father figures who were like I don't give a fuck, and they were just like who they were. Yeah. And like. Not that all our dads are cool in in the traditional cool sense, but they're all cool in their own right, where it was just like, this guy does not care, and he's cool in his own way. And like I, I realize that I'm not cool, but I'm cool in my own way. And I think that was a yeah a good thing to have all, including your guys' dads, to look up to. Or it's just like, oh, shit, these guys just don't give a shit. They're, they're just cool. I mean, that's a very positive way to arrive at that. I didn't know how that story would go. It's true. Me neither. I kind of just, that was a stream of consciousness, yeah. but I think it's true. It doesn't get more positive than that. That's that's really good. All right, Greg, man, do you have a contribution here? I guess probably close to the same time period as EJ, maybe a little later, maybe the 90s, early 90s. Uh, Jenko jeans were... Were all the rage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The bigger, the better. The antithesis of Tom's European shorts. Yeah, it's a lot of cloth. <laughs> exactly. Now, I always I always wanted to be a Jenko jean wearer, but um, in those times, money was tight. Jenkos were not cheap. So I went to, and I don't know if it's regional or not, so I don't know if people will even know it, but I used to shop for my jeans at Bugle Boy. Oh, yeah. I shopped at Bugle Boy. No, Tom. T- Tom's shaking his head no. No Bugle Boy, Tom? No, I don't know it. I got my, I had like European style Bugle Boy shorts that were Jenko'd a little bit. They made my fat, corpulent little white boy butt <laughs> bigger, but also they were long enough that like I didn't have to be shamed by the cool kids. European as in Soviet bloc. <laughs> were you a corpulent kid? 
I was quite corpulent. Yeah, I was. Yeah. He was. Yeah, thanks, Craig. <laughs> thanks for chiming in so quickly. Yeah, <laughs> he was. <laughs> but yeah, so like everybody's rocking Jenkos. I was wearing like essentially like the knockoff style, which was basically just baggy jeans from Bugle Boy. But I mean, they'd have like the stripe down the side that would like say Bugle Boy or have like the little character. Yes. That wasn't as cool as the Jenko character. And I mean, you know. It is what it is. They weren't quite as baggy as Jankos, even though I, you know, you really wanted them to be. You try buying them five sizes too big, and they still just kind of look like you had a crumpled waist, <laughs> and they weren't that baggy. Um, and I rocked those for a while, just like trying to fit in. Um, it was, it was pretty, pretty embarrassing. I mean, it was pretty obvious, and people knew they were Bugle Boy. Well, that's what we all. I shot the Bugle Boy. I mean, we you know there was people. There was a contingent that understood. I, I guess you could say we, we were, were Bugle, Bugle Boys. Boys. Exactly. I think this is the thing, Anthony. See, like you and me were embarrassed by it, and we should have been. That's how uncool we were. Where Greg knew to be embarrassed. <laughs> I just still did it anyway. Yeah, but even more meta than that, though, isn't that the most cool? To like, we should have been embarrassed, we weren't embarrassed, and that's what's actually cool. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. All right, we're gonna take our first break, and we're gonna we're gonna let that positivity ride through the break. And during the break, we're gonna hear a sample of the track "Chinese Aquarius" from Tobacco's new album, "Hot, Wet, and Sassy," out October thirtieth, twenty twenty. That's this Friday. Everywhere you can get music. We will be right back momentarily. from Tobacco's new album, Hot, Wet, and Sassy, out this Friday, October 30th, 2020. Get it. Okay, welcome back, everybody. I'm going to, I'll kick this off with my foray into this question. And I would definitely say the be-all and the end-all of my experience with things that I was really totally all in on when I was younger but are no longer into would be the Izod sweater vest. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. I was... Uh, it, <laughs> I had multiple. It was it was the equivalent of my ass revealing shorts or ass <laughs> encapsulating shorts that Tom had was my Izod sweater vest. I had about eight, I would say, and I was all in on the thought. And I don't even know what this like, what was the thought? I can't really articulate why it is I wanted Izod sweater vests. Maybe I was all in on like playing the nerd. Channel it. Channel the future. Like I, I knew I was nerdy, and maybe that was like the way that I could semiotically, symbolically represent like this is what I'm into. Because nobody else was doing that. Like, I don't remember any friends of mine or anybody that well, I... I'm going to cut you off for a second and say that Bugle Boy was doing that at the time. Bugle Boy was rocking the vest look. Really? I had a couple, I had a couple vests that so perfectly hugged my, my chubby little man boy tits that covered them up so I didn't feel so self-conscious. <laughs> the vest was... The sweater vest was a good way to not feel fat. 
I gotta say. Wait, was that like a man's ear? Like that was that tight on you? It's like European cut shorts. It wasn't tight. That's the thing. It was it was like a thick material that you could wear over. You always wore it. Well, you didn't always wear it over shirt. You famously would wear it shirtless as a joke. But I would out in public wear a shirt underneath. That would be the slimming man's ear tie back. And then the, the vest would make me look normal instead of having the man boobs. Interesting. Yeah. I, wait, hold on. Hold on. I'm caught up on. I didn't realize that I used to wear it without a shirt on. That was not something I did in school, was it? I remember being at your house many a times listening to Wesley Willis. Okay. At my house. That makes sense. Yeah. And you're, you're, you were like 15, but you had like this crazy bush of hair on your chest because you're super Italian. <laughs> And I think it was the last episode you asked, did you ever pull up your underwear so it looked like you were wearing a thong? Well, you would you would have your boxers pulled up your ass crack and you'd be wearing just a sweater vest and sometimes the little giant's helmet. The boxers up my ass crack, I vividly remember. Because I remember ordering pizzas and I would show up to the door in either next to nothing or only a bow tie and I would have the underwear up my ass. And I always thought that was so pleasurable, <laughs> much to the chagrin of the pizza man. Yeah, forgetting you were a kid, and now that person could go to jail for something like that. Do you show? Do you go to jail for showing up awkwardly at your own front door for the delivery person, or do you have the right to show up to the door for the delivery however you'd like? You were a minor, and so if they saw you anyway not wearing enough clothes, they automatically go to jail. I think that's, that's written in the Constitution, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Because I was okay, I understand. Because they came to the door and I happened to be underage. Exactly. Yeah. I could then sue them, oddly. Yeah, you know, you get to send them to jail because you were too hot. Yeah, so I stand at the door and say, Is this pizza free? <laughs> you, you say, This pizza's free. <laughs> this pizza's free, right? <laughs> You've seen too much. <laughs> <laughs> this pizza's got to be free. Uh, anyways, I was really into the uh, Izod sweater vest. And I remember even like as an accessory, I accessorized the Izod sweater vest by draping a pocket watch <laughs> across the sweater vest. And I would play gigs like that because I used to work, you know, I was the king of churches when I was <laughs> in, I was in high school. I played at all kinds of different churches. I played at least Three, four different churches when I was in high school. Different denominations? You just went where the money was. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was going where the money was. The, the money flowed in a certain direction. You can guarantee my Izod sweater vest was pointed that way. Do you ever consider that, that like you're playing a mass? I've never thought of it this way, but you're playing a mass, right? And people, you know, they're like, please p p put some money in the collection plate. It'll go to a good cause. And then you're like... I'm going to buy pizzas with this with my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, yes, the tithing definitely paid me, I guess. I mean, that's where they're getting their money from. Yeah, that's how that works, right? I don't know. That's where they predominantly get money from. I don't know how it's subsidized. I don't know how that works. It's all It all works out. <laughs> Certainly, there were slices of pizza that I ate that were paid for by the people in the congregation. Yeah, poor Gertrude Arnold, 99 years old, who just wanted a little penance to get to heaven. And you're like... Yeah, <laughs> if they had seen what was gone. But they also didn't know that I would play the church. Like, I would play at church at like 5 o'clock on a Saturday. And then I would drive directly to the gay bar and I would work at the gay bar and I would play there for a few hours. And then I would come back to mass the next day. Then I'd play a matinee. You know, you just... You know, you just go where the money is. I gotta pay these. I've these eyes on sweater vests don't buy themselves. <laughs> <laughs>
You got to be able to afford the Izod sweater vest. So it was very important. Anyways, I don't know where that style came from. I mean, another regret would be like the bowl cut would be another regret. Another regret would be buying hundreds of VHS movies. Hundreds. I had hundreds. Really? You regret that? Yeah, because they were, it turns out they were useless. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's a hindsight thing, man. I still, I still have a, a my, my mom is making me go through my stuff. You know, my dad's passed away. So there's tons of stuff we're going through. And VHSs are one of them where she's like, we got to get rid of them. And I have like a box. I have boxes where I'm like, no, like I still want to save that media. It's, it's still an awesome media. It's analog. It, it has noise. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. So I have, I have one box of VHSs, but it is almost entirely filled with my Jackie Chan collection because I was a part of a club <laughs> where I used to get the Jackie Chan movies on VHS like every month or so. I just got a huge boner. There was a club? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was one of those, you know, it was like Columbia House but for VHSs and I got a lot of, I got, like I said, it's a it's a whole box full of almost entirely Jackie Chan movies. <laughs> did, they, did they ever send you parts of his body? <laughs> He's still alive? He's still doing his thing? Yeah. <laughs> Not like a lock of hair? Like... No. <laughs> Wait, so it was the Jackie Chan club? I'd never heard of this one. It was like, you know, no, it was like, um, like one of those, like a, like a very, like I said, a Columbia House style thing where it was, you can, you know, get in, like, I don't know. I guess my mom was like big on clubs. She was in like the Stephen King book club. So she has like every Stephen King book that ever came out and she gets them early. Your dad was in the knife club. My dad was in the, the, the flea market knife club, you know, so you can go and buy whatever VHS you want, but then they'd have like a deal where it's like, oh, you know, you pay whatever, $5 a month. And for the next, however long it takes you, we'll send you another Jackie Chan movie. And they didn't repeat. Like I always got different Jackie Chan movies, but it's like, <laughs> I found out there was three super cops. I didn't know there was three super hmm. cops, but I have all of them that's awesome and like there's all these sequels that you don't know exist and then you start getting the ones like the tuxedo and you're like oh i'm getting to the bottom of the barrel jackie chan i can probably cancel this membership wait there were three different original super cops like before the sequels i mean like i think there's at least three jackie chan sequels or three movies of super cops yeah no there's oh, there sequels. are sequels okay i thought there was three different versions that you could find of super cop no 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 well i know there's two different versions of rumble in the bronx that you can get not rumble in the bronx um drunken master Oh, okay yeah jackie chan's well goes deep oh see that's really interesting you have drunken master and then the legend of drunken master and he's in both. He's just really young and drunken master and much older, but he plays the same character at the same age in the legends of drunken master. He's just like supposed to be like a teenager or something. And he's like 40 years old. Now, Tom, I know you're your VHS master yourself. Did you ever get into the, the Jackie Chan's or any of that stuff? I mean, we, we hit that stuff hard, uh, Greg and I, and, and a couple other friends, Anthony, you, you weren't a Jackie Chan fan, but you all eyes on <laughs> if it wasn't, I thought I wasn't into it really. Aside from Mozart. <laughs> Did you hit up any of the of the Asian classics? No, this is all new. Like the idea of a club for that is new to me. Oh, man. <laughs> Were you ever part of a club, Tom? <laughs> like any club. Just out of idle curiosity. <laughs> any club. Yeah. Were you a Boy Scout? Were you a, a, a music class? Core? No. No, no I, didn't do, I didn't do anything. Just hung out. I didn't either. I was never part of a club. I'm exactly the same. Anthony, you were into the show choirs and all that stuff, which is basically a singing club. You've done lots of that stuff. Yeah, you did singing. Those are clubs. No, no you know what? But you know why I was part of the show choir? Because they hired me to play the piano. They didn't hire you. I was not in the show. You play. You were you sang in show choir next to me. What are you talking about? Yes, because I played the piano. That's the only reason they put me in there. I, I, I was not a singer. They only had me to play the piano. That's why I did them. And I thought, yes, this is a great opportunity to be playing the piano because, you know, I felt like a rock star. 
Like I remember playing, uh, they they give me they gave me like solo spots at choir concerts and things like that, and I was like, yes, I'm down. If that's what it takes, I'm down. But uh, I mean, and listen, I'm not sad about it at all. But I, I just I, I've never signed up to be part of a club ever. I'm not, which is sad. I don't like that. What about the club that wrote the alma mater of our high school? I think we just wrote the alma mater. I don't know if there was a club. Oh, yeah, you're putting yourself in a little bit cooler light than I think you should be. I'm just saying. I don't think so. I just think I never signed up no, for I a club. Cool. But I, I just played but, piano. But, but, no, but my point is that I'm not happy about it. Like I wish I had been part of clubs. I feel like part of maybe why. I, I am the way I am. It's because I wasn't. Oh my goodness. And maybe it would be better if I was. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but if you do all the things that you do in the club, you're in the club. Yeah, you were in the club. Oh, sure. I mean, if there's an Izod Man club, I'm, yes, I am absolutely part of the club. Oh my goodness. Uh, like, if that's what it takes, like, if you are defined as being part of a quote unquote club by the things that you do, I'm in a lot of clubs. <laughs> there's, a, there's a world of clubs that I'm in, and they're not. They're not all not embarrassing. Well, to go past Anthony's disingenuous answer, which you can hear Greg and I are completely not thrilled by. Okay. So let's, we're, we're talking about embarrassing things. Tom, can you remember any of your, since this will be our pre-Halloween episode and your pre-album episode, is there any uh, Halloween outfits that you, that, that you, while growing up, that you thought were the, the least cool or the most embarrassing out of the, the ones that you picked? And they were all great. <laughs> Every costume I had was great. But but so I don't want I don't want to derail the show. But during the break, I had a realization <laughs> that I think I want to take it back about the shorts. Uh oh. Because I I found a pair. Oh shit. And I'm wearing them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You guys want to say? Yes. Are you kidding? All right. So for the listeners. Oh, that's a great ass. <laughs> Oh, shit, those are tiny shorts. Oh, yeah, they're small. So those are like European soccer shorts. Well, they're, they're riding up. They're riding up. Hold on. No, those are like 80s swimsuits. Yeah. I thought those were boxer briefs when you initially sat down. That's amazing. Oh, man. I feel very strange taking these pictures, but at the same time, it feels so right. Oh, and they're penguin? Yeah, that's penguin right there. Wow, Anthony's a penguin man. I like the penguin. <laughs> okay, so... I know I need to ask, how high were the socks you were wearing with them? Like sub-knee, like below the knee? Did they meet the shorts? Right to, right to the knee. Right to the knee. <laughs> yes. See, if anything, Tom, I think you were just ahead of your time. I mean, those, those would work now. It's just, it wasn't... You think so? I think it was almost like kind of ironically yeah. when you might have been wearing them, at least with the, the pre-ironic, ironic culture. But now I think if you wore them, it would be post-ironic, ironic culture, and you could just rock them. Yeah, you could rock them for sure right now. And like Anthony said, you got the curves. So. You think that much has changed? I do. I, I Honestly, to, to talk about irony culture, I really do think that much has changed in like three years. Oh, wait, we should hold on. We should save that because we should talk about that. We're going to take our second break right here. But then, actually, I would love to talk about that. I'm super interested in that. Let's do it. So at this point in the show, which for the listeners, we're ending episode 200, the first half. So thank you for listening. And we're going to continue this on our next episode. It's our first two-parter. First two-parter, everybody. It's a two-parter. It's a 200 two-part extravaganza. So at this point, Tom... Why don't you tell us about your awesome new album that's coming out next week, this week, in between this week's? Um, I don't know what to say. I'm really proud of it. I'm really happy with it. Comes out on the 30th. I don't know. Have, have you heard it yet, EJ? Oh, I've heard it. It's called <laughs> Hot, Wet, and Sassy, and you can find it on Ghostly International. You might. Can you order it on radcult.net too? No, no. Okay, so you can find it at Ghostly International. 
Please buy up every single copy that you can. I know pre-orders have been out for like a while, but for those who are new. Yeah, I think I think most of the vinyl is gone. So I think you have to get it maybe from your local mom and pop. Also check out the Rad Cult YouTube to watch the music videos of the singles and or Ghostly for that. Check out Tom on Adult Swim Swap Meet so you can see some cool stuff there. Check out Tobacco at Maniac Meat on Twitter. What's, what are you on Instagram? T-O-B-A-X-X-O on Instagram. Yeah. Radcult.net for everything else. You're also re-releasing a lot of your old material, which I think, I mean, as a as an avid fan, I am trying to figure out when you drop that stuff so I can buy it up because it goes quick. So where should people look to see whenever that's going to happen? That's the Instagram and the Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. Just go to Instagram. That's... um. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't. I can't stand Facebook anymore. So yeah, welcome to the club. Let me. Yeah, go to go to my Instagram. See when Tom's releasing new stuff. Tobacco, hot, wet, and sassy, and check out him on our next episode. As for us, let me ask you a question, Anthony. Why don't you take over for with the rest of our stuff for the in between? Yeah, dial in at nine two nine three five two six one seven three, or send us an email. Let me ask you a question. Podcast at gmail.com. We love your write-ins. We've been getting some write-ins lately, and they are so so tasty, delicious. So keep sending those in. Uh, you can hit us up on Insta or Twitter at Lamayak Pod, uh, and then what else? You can go to Muta TV. You can listen to the other podcast, the Derek D Dozen, uh, which is my. My sweet, sweet cousin. You can listen to him on his podcast. And we got uh, Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up. We got White Wasabi. And then you can buy all the swag. Go ahead and treat yourself to some swag. The holiday season is just around the corner. And can you think of one person that doesn't want Lamayak stuff? Don't answer that. But uh, you can absolutely get it there if you do. Thanksgiving's coming up and we have an Anthony Get Stuff turkey t-shirt. So hit up the Mood Shop for that because now it's seasonally relevant because we're going on our 200. This is 200 episodes. So we've been on for almost four years, people. That's kind of crazy. That is kind of crazy. So thank you for listening as long as you did. And speaking of us on B- speaking of us being on for as long as we have tobacco has been on a previous episode so go listen to that and then go listen to every episode in between and before that and that you know what i'm very happy this is 200 that is really crazy it's been we've had thousands of of listens thousands of listens which is like crazy to me which is so crazy over twenty thousand listens over four almost four years we've been doing this this is our unofficial official 200th episode but we've had more or less if you're keeping track uh i'm super happy that we've been doing this this long and thank you for the listeners and thank you for you guys it's yeah it's really you know what i feel all warm and fuzzy inside this is nice this would be a good night to die (laughs) (laughs) yeah we have another episode it'll be 200 and a half so follow us up and maybe anthony will be with us and maybe he won't next week Mood.tv. Oh, that's a great ass. This is a bad idea.